This is Vermont Edition. I'm Jane Lindholm. Walk through a Vermont forest today and the symphony of birds in the canopy sounds a little different than it did 25 years ago. That might not sound alarming, and it's not necessarily, but it is worth knowing what's changing and why, and if changing populations of forest birds signal a problem. The Vermont Center for Eco-Studies has been tracking our local forest birds for three decades and has done an extensive study on them using 25 years of data. That study just came out, and lead author Steve Fascio joins us now to share what the study tells us. Steve, welcome back to the program. Uh, Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. The headline here is that there's a more than 14% decline in forest bird populations in your study areas. What did you find? Uh, that's right. And the, 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 the decline that you mentioned, the 14%, that, that's for all the species that we, that we counted during the uh, 25 years. I think that was 125 species. Um, and the, the, the biggest change came in the first 10 years of the study and then things did sort of um, uh, uh, even out a little bit over the, the last 20 years or so. Um, but there's still some some troubling uh, information, some troubling declines of individual species and, and groups of species. Yeah, can you talk about some of the bird species that showed declines? Sure. Uh, we, we did individual trend analyses of 34 of the most common and widespread species those that we had the best data for. And of those 34, um, 13 species showed significant declines. And they, you know, they range from things like common species like downy woodpecker and blue jay to, um, to uh, less common species like Canada warbler and Blackburnian uh, warbler um, and, and veery, one of, the, one of our thrushes. Um, and uh, so... Uh, so th- you know those are the uh, those are the some of the troubling declines as well as some some aerial insectivores birds that feed on flying insects like the eastern wood peewee and great crested flycatcher. Now on on the on the other side you know it's not all bad news. We did have eight species that showed um, significantly increasing trends. Um, so it's a little it's a it's kind of a mix some good news some bad news would just name a couple that showed um that that were stable or increased mm-hmm. um a few woodpeckers yellow-bellied sapsucker hairy woodpecker and and pileated woodpecker uh red-eyed vireo and ovenbird which are two of our most common and widespread uh interior forest birds uh also showed increases as well as uh, black-throated green warbler and people may be interested that the hermit thrush, the Vermont state bird, uh, appears to be stable. Right. It showed really no no significant change over, over the study period. Did you see trends, Steve, in the species that declined, you know, to, in either what kind of bird they were or what kind of habitat they usually prefer? Well, I think the, the, the most – probably the most troubling decline was in this group called aerial insectivores. Um, which is a, a diverse group of about 19 species uh, in the Northeast that ranges from whippoorwills and nighthawks to swallows and chimney swift, as well as all the flycatchers. Um, and this is a trend that ornithologists have been noting for 15 or 20 years, that these aerial insectivores seem to be having trouble, especially in the Northeast, but it's it's pretty continent-wide. Um, and so this study corroborated that, even though most of our data 
uh, or we didn't have results for all of the 19 species. We really only had results for 11 species because a lot of these aerial insectivores aren't found in the in the forest. Um, so our results corroborated that. And, you know, the one thing that monitoring doesn't tell us is, you know, why? Why are these birds declining? So we have some we have some theories about what's going on with aerial insectivores ranging from, uh, you know, things like climate change uh, and uh, pesticide use to um, this phenomenon known as polarized light pollution. Because, you know, the one thing that these ins- this, this group of birds has in common is that they all feed on flying insects. And because they occupy a wide range of habitats, if – you know, that's that's the one thread that kind of ties them all together. So in doing this work, you studied certain tracts of land, right? So you'd go back year upon year to do counts or to, to monitor these specific patches of, of forest to see what populations of birds were there. Is that how this was conducted? That's right. So, yeah, we visit the same site every year, the same exact point in the forest. There are five points at each site we go to. And uh, each site is, you know, each individual point is visited uh, at the height of the breeding season. So do you have a sense then of whether those populations of birds where you see a decline is because the the uh, global population has declined or might they have just migrated to other landscapes? For example, if, if global climate change is a factor in some of this, could it be that the populations are moving according to the changing climate and according to where the insects that they feed on are going, but not having an overall decline in the population? Or do you suspect that this suggests an overall decline? It, it can be hard to, to tease out those results. And for some species, there's, you know, there's there's evidence that suggests that there's a there's a decline in their population. Um, the one thing to keep in mind is that this study was designed to monitor birds away from any kind of development. In interior forests, they tend to be mature forests that are not managed by um, you know by by forestry, um, and that's that is important because it it limits the um, the amount of change that's going on in these forest stands because no one's going in there and cutting trees and changing the habitat. That would just be an, a variable that would make it harder to figure out why birds are declining. So that's why we selected those type of interior forests away from um, roadsides and development. Um, so in that sense, um, the, one, the one study we can compare our results to is the, is the North American Breeding Bird Survey, which is a roadside survey. And in some cases, uh, the two surveys have very strong um, – uh, the, the results are very similar and support each other. And in other cases, they're, um, they're different. So it's, it's kind of hard to generalize across, you know, across the board for all 34 species. Steve, you do have some suggestions, though, for landowners and forest resource managers. What should they do to try to boost or or maintain stable populations of our forest birds? Well, our report, which you which you can um, you can download at our website on the Vermont Center for Eco Studies, um, has some very specific recommendations for foresters. And um, the one thing it you know the, the one thing it, it it does is it provides us with that opportunity to really. Uh, focus forest management for the species that uh, appear to be the most in need. Um, 
so rather rather than go into the specific management uh, guidelines that we recommend, um, I think it's just important to take that home that it that it uh, provides us with this chance to to focus our forest management on those species. Yeah, certainly we don't know. Uh, we, you know, we don't know if we don't know. And here you have twenty five years plus uh, ongoing of monitoring these bird species across forests in Vermont. Steve Fascio is lead author of this report from the Vermont Center for Eco Studies. He's also a conservation biologist and director of the Forest Bird Monitoring Program. Steve, thank you very much for speaking with us. You're welcome, Jane. Thanks for having me. We also have a link to this study at vpr.net. Click on today's Vermont edition if you'd like to find it and read that study and read more about what Steve was saying about how forest managers can help sustain bird populations.